Welcome to a brand new episode of Views of an X Podcast, and I'm your host, Lama. I'd like to thank y'all all for tuning in, where I have various guests come on this podcast to talk about their ex. We made it to episode 69, but let's go back and talk about 68. Jackson told an amazing story, and y'all had a lot to say about the episode. Y'all called him emotional. Y'all said his girlfriend was cheating on him. Y'all said his girlfriend didn't like him. A whole bunch of stuff. But Jackson took it like a man. He even used some of the stuff y'all was saying about him to create his own content. If y'all want to see that, go on at Jackson1616 to see what he has to say about it. Me personally, I just hope he gets help and not just do podcasts as a form of therapy. I hope he gets real therapy because like I said, I felt like that girl put him through the ringer and I just hope it doesn't hurt his future relationships. But other than that, great episode. If you haven't heard it, Go back to episode 68 and check out Jackson 1616 story. Now we're up to episode 69 and it features Carbon Electra. Now how Carbon met me is through our mutual friend Marley. Marley told her about views of an ex. So Carbon hit me up on IG and was like, I got a story to tell. I would like to do an episode. So I went back to Marley and I was like, who's this girl? And Marley was like, trust me, you want her on your podcast. She got a crazy story to tell you. So I was like, all right. I went back to Carbon and I was like, once I get over this COVID, we can set up an episode. Fast forward, Carbon came to the Bronx. Nobody comes to the Bronx, but she came to the Bronx to tell that story. And yo, there's some wild, wild things that said on this episode. And I'm like, y'all gonna hear it. Y'all gonna hear it. Wild things. And I'm just happy that she's able to smile through all that pain. Because man... This is episode 69 featuring Carbon Electra. Make sure y'all rate and review this podcast on the Apple Podcast app. Just search Views of an X on the Apple Podcast app. Leave a five-star, four-star rate, whatever you want to leave. Just rate and review the podcast. And also leave feedback for this episode or older episodes on the IG at Views of an X or hashtag Views of an X on Twitter. Or if you got my number personally, just text me. And also, those that are new here, go back to the older episodes and check those out. Start from 1 all the way to 68. You don't want to miss none of those stories. I'll see y'all next time. Bye. Now, for the listeners listening... You don't want the wrestling. She... This is her second time here. I'll say that. Because we messed up on the first one. So now, she had notes the first time. But these notes <laughs> are mad organized. Because the first time, you was just scribbling. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't in order. But you got your drink in order now. All I right. do. So I we got... Uh, she has a whole list of names. We go Onyx... What is it? Mistress um, Manifest. Okay, so I prefer Mistress Manifest, but he says it's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. So is it Onyx, Mistress Manifest, your real name? Well, we're definitely not Carbon. my real name. I, I say go with Carbon because Carbon is dark matter. That's who I am, period. And you can find me at Carbon Electra. It only makes sense. All right, so Carbon it is. And it's easy. Carbon it is. So you ready, Carmen? I'm ready. All right. Now, the start of this is Marley, right? 
Now, we, we have a mutual friend in Marley, and she told me personally, like, to have you on this podcast. She was like, because I'm supposed to have her as a guest. Mm-hmm. And she was like, before you get me on there, you got to have Carbon on there. And I was mm-hmm. like, why? And she was like, because her story is crazy. It is. And I'm like, how crazy? Because I need people that's going to be vulnerable. I need people that's going to be open. Like, yeah, my listeners want to hear that shit. So mm-hmm. she was like, nah, you want her. And then she got on the phone with somebody else that know you. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yo, if I told a story about an ex, whose story would be better, Carbon or mine? And the other dude was like, oh, nah, Carbon got it. Mm-hmm. Carbon got it. I was like, all right, let me get it on. Mm-hmm. So you're here today. <laughs> I am. Just tell a story about an ex. Mm-hmm. So you first reached out to me on, on IG. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you had a story, you want to come on? So I was like, cool. When I get over COVID, we got it. Right. Here today, tell a story. Mm-hmm. But first, let's get to know you a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Who is Carbon? Who is Carbon? First of all, Carbon is from New York City. She's a hustler. She's a go-getter. She's a beautiful doer. I'm also a financial dominatrix. Now, when you say that, what does that mean? It means that I whip white ass and own their wallets. You whip white ass and own a wallet. Mm-hmm. So only white men come to you? Absolutely not. But I do that. I love that. There's bread there. And it's amazing. All right. But majority of your clients are white men. For Fendom, yeah. I mean, I also like Africans. What? Wait, what? It's a whole world out now, there. Now, I have, a, I have a friend that does dominatrix, right? Mm-hmm. So she shows videos, and it's her, like, really fucking white guys up. And mm-hmm. it'd be rich white guys. Mm-hmm. You could tell they bosses. Mm-hmm. They from Wall Street. Mm-hmm. And she'd be, like, whipping their balls, stepping mm-hmm. on their balls, mm-hmm. peeing on them. Mm-hmm. And you do all of that. Um. Okay. I think we discussed scat play before. That's a, okay. And what scat play is, is some, some of these white men literally want to get shitted on. Mm-hmm. I don't do that. That's called scat play. That's called right. scat play. I don't. I don't involve. I, no judgment, of course, but I, it's not comfortable for me to shit on somebody. Now, if somebody offered you two thousand dollars to just to to pee on them, no, to scat. I don't. I don't think so. Honestly, I don't. I'm not gonna shit on you for two grand. Not two grand. What's the I'm price? not. I'm not comfortable there. All right, so right, 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 you know right, what you I mean. It. What's the price? I mean, you start talking fifty racks, I might just take yeah, a shit on you. That's a lot of money. I could get there before there, but I really, I'm not interested. Like, mm. seriously, I'd rather not. All right. So mm. you have your limits. You know what you want to do. Absolutely. And when these men come to you, they already have a list of things they want to get done to them? Well, absolutely. You have to have an NDA before you even get started. Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, um, we all need to be on the same page. If you're a dom, even if you're dealing with a sub, it's important that we respect each other as humans and we know our hard limits because at the end of the day, this is a real thing and things can go very wrong mm-hmm. if we're not clear on what we're comfortable with, what we're not comfortable with. Of course, safety is always involved. So right, right, right. it's a serious thing. But aside from that, ladies, if you need to get your pussy right, please holla at me, okay? At that house of shop. period. We have... The steamers, we have the boric acid, we have the yoni pearls, we have the organic yoni blend mixes, okay? Steam your pussy. Step your pussy package up. Holla. Yo, a hustler. So now we're here to talk about an ex, right? <laughs> right. So what I do is I give the ex a fake name. Mm-hmm. Either I could give it to them or you could give it to them. But if I give it to them. I'm doing it. You're doing it? Yeah. Oh, I got to know how the ex look. But since you're going to do it, what's the name you want to give your ex? We will call him Booty Bambito. 
And why booty bandito? Booty booty bandito. Booty bandito because you know. I'm calling him BB. We we're we gonna get into it. We're we're gonna get into why he's booty bandito, but uh I'm sure y'all can uh, at least imagine why. Yeah. We'll get into that. I still wanna know how he looked. So if he came uh, if he came into this apartment, right? Walked mm-hmm. through the door, how would he look? All right, well, you know, I like to be clear and I like to be fair. He was a very, very, very handsome dude. So um, you know, he was like caramel. He wasn't he wasn't the tallest dude. And that's the thing. I was gonna call him booty bandit, but then you know, looking back, this nigga is really a little nigga, so I had to make him booty bandito. But you know, he's not too tall, but he had long, long dreads, probably just as long as mine are. Mm-hmm. Real long, real long. You can't miss it. Um, he's a little muscular on top, but what's funny is as we were driving in. <laughs> Uh, you know, looking back, this nigga used to really put on sweatpants underneath his jeans to make himself look thick. He used to wait, hide what? Himself. Wait, what? What? <laughs> yeah, he used to put sweatpants underneath his jeans to make himself look thick. He had a little man compass. I should have always seen that shit coming. The signs were always fucking there. This nigga used to put on sweatpants. I'm telling you the truth. And basketball shorts. To make himself I know men thick. used to do basketball shorts. They were just dirty. Nah, and but, sweatpants. I'm dead serious. I don't care if it's the summertime. You never catch him with no uh, shorts on. And just because he was not... I don't want to go in, but he never... <laughs> he never... Well, like, we going in. Fuck it, we going in. That nigga did not want motherfuckers to see how narrow his ankles were. He was a little-ass nigga. Booty bandito. Was Dude. he like, what, five six, five seven? Cause you put Look, five, five I just, to five I just nine. referenced his mugshot, right? That shit is saying five seven, but I feel like that nigga's five six. I'm five three. It's not a tall man. I could put on a kitten heel and still be taller than this nigga. All right, booty being deep though. So BB, booty being deep. It starts now. We start with how you met. <laughs> 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 Listen, we got her friend here, so. She had to roll. Her friend is Golden. Her friend yeah. name is Golden. I'm gonna get her on an episode because mm-hmm. she's she's your friend forever, right? right. So she know I've, she's seen I've this. Known, she's seen I've this known, relationship. I've known Golden forever, and it's crazy she's here with me because she can actually add to the story. All right, so I'm gonna ask her some questions later down the line because mm-hmm. you said don't ask you. Nah, I need to know nah, some stuff. Nah, she's gonna answer some shit. She's All right, <laughs> so we're gonna start with how y'all met. All right, all right. So basically, um. I was in high school. I was 17 years old. We were coming from QHST. That's the Queens High School of Teaching. By the way, did I mention I'm from New York City? You did. Period. Queens get the money. Okay. Mm. So, whoa. Mm. (laughs) So we... (laughs) Harlem? I'm from Harlem. I mean, and I respect it. Uh I love Harlem. We discussed that. My first Mm -hmm. soulmate is from Harlem. So, you know, shout out to you and Harlem as a whole. But I mean, Queens get the money. So anyway, we were coming from... QHST, me and my homegirl, shout out to uh, Miss Ash Cash, okay, the passive income queen. <laughs> and we seen this nigga rolling down Parsons in a black Mitsubishi spider blasting little Wayne. And he's like, well, Wayne's like, I got my seat down low and my window is slightly cracked. Riding with a bad hoe with her girlfriend in the back. I'm uh-huh. rapping. Uh-huh. Woody Bandito is rapping. He turns around. I like to get real high and I never look back in. You don't want to try me because don't I look strapped? We rap it to each other. Uh-huh. I'm on I'm on the sidewalk by the by the clinic. 
okay, in between that McDonald's and the clinic on Parsons Boulevard, we rapping to each other. And then me being 17, young, I'm going to say dumb. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's just, you know, that was the reality of the matter. I'm like, well, we rapping a little Wayne. Where the weed at? You feel and me? you smoked during this time. I did. I started smoking when I was 15. I still don't know how to roll, y'all. So, you know, you checks and balances. Years. I'm 32. Like, you had mad years to learn. What's up? I don't, don't I don't need to learn. You just got people rolling up for you. I and mean, and nowadays, they got the shit rolled up in the thing. You can just buy it like that. Listen, See? you know. It's made just for you. People have even tried to buy me things to help, you know. Like, uh, there's a roller. There's um cones, all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't, I just, I don't roll weed, and I'm fine with that. Mm. I don't roll weed. So, so you asked him where the weed at, and what happened next? I asked him where the weed at, and he like, well, I got that. By the way, um, so... I had no idea this motherfucker was this old. First of all, I'm 17. Come to find out, this dude is 32 years old. He had a a dude in the passenger seat. But that was a thing back in the day because drug dealers or whatever, they would try to bag the high school girl. Like, when I came out of high school, the baddest joint out of high school would go in the dude's car. You'd be like, yo, what the fuck? Right. Well, I mean... Literally, this is my first experience happening in a nigga's car. And I didn't give a fuck. Like I said, we sped off to South Ozone. Mm-hmm. So then when we get there, you know, we smoking, we chilling. Um, and again, hindsight has 2020 because now looking back, my nigga, the whole time the clubhouse was just a three car garage. The shit was a, a three car garage. Wait, the clubhouse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Yo, god. Okay. Wait, you gotta explain that. Nah, okay, so this nigga had like a whole head, like a whole hood headquarters. It was a lot. He really had his own world. And the clubhouse is where he used to live. Thinking back now, I see what it really was. It was a three-car garage in somebody's backyard. Wait, so he lived in <laughs> in front of it. <laughs> okay. All right, wait, wait, wait. Wait, Queens is different. Queens so, is different. The, yeah, somebody's house. Mm-hmm. You lying. I swear to God. Yeah, right. He definitely lived in the, in the garage. But that was a clubhouse. And see, that's the thing. When we met and we were 17, we, I would be in that club. Okay, I got to. To the first time, the first time we met, so we got to we got to the clubhouse. We, you know, I'm peeping the scene because I like, you know, I do like to be aware of my surroundings. But he seems cool, and mm-hmm. the dude that was with him ends up being his adopted son. Like, right, right. I had no idea they were even that many years apart in age. This dude looked young and fresh and clean, and so crispy. Like he was, right, he right. was good money. So we talking or whatever, and he looked at me and he said. Who in your family is rich? Huh. And right. Yeah. And when he That's the that, that should have been the first motherfucking red flag, Wait, right? Who in your family is rich? Yeah, he asked me. Why that. would he why would he ask that? I mean, th- I guess thinking back, um, I'm, just my appearance, I guess. I guess he was I, I saw him, first of all, he's a Scorpio. I should have mentioned that. I should have been mentioned that shit. But he's a Scorpio and he had very intense energy, very mm-hmm. um Was he hyper? Was he he could be. He could be if he wanted to be. He's like nice things. She has nice things. Okay, okay. Mm. She's a nice thing. She has, she, he can tell by her age. For her to have those, she has to come from 
All right. So describe yourself back in the day. Like, how did you look? How did you dress? Because I know Mistress Manifest of today wasn't like that. Like, how you are today, you were not like that in high school. So mm-hmm. how were you in <clears> high school? So in high school, um, this is kind of cringy to say, but the first word that comes to mind is like prissy glam. Like, you know, when everyone, I never had sneakers. Um, she was except- heels in school? Heels and shoes, yeah. Oh, no, you was overdoing it. But people And people would say that, but I loved it. That was me. I've been wearing the chandelier earrings from, like, dead ass since 14, 15. That's what I always gravitated to jewelry. I like expensive pieces. I like looks, like oh, real right. looks. So when you come through the spot, it's like, all right, you got some money. I mean, you don't look like every other high school girl. Mm. I guess I didn't, but... Guess. You wasn't looking like no... <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that... What, in the way that we dress? Period. We didn't look alike. Oh, yeah, so you... So he... That was easy I to had, scope. I just, I, just, I just had a certain way that I like to carry myself. And you know what? To be honest, it, it, comes, it does come from my background because what made it so crazy for him to say that was my father actually is a self-made millionaire. <clears throat> Shout out to him, okay? He'll be 84 in December mm-hmm. uh, and he made it out the mud through lots of stuff that made bread gotcha. so you know and then my mom she's doing her thing but she was a minister and growing up I dressed my mother had me always jazzed up and, and dressed and mm-hmm. that's just how we did and then my dad came through with the extra 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 luxury I've been wearing Tiffany since grade school, Cartier. Mm. Like, I've been doing that, you know? So, right, so I he, guess he, he peeped peep that. He peeped the scene, yeah. Right, he peeped that. All right. So, you asked that question, and what did you say? What was your response? It, it made me raise my eyebrows. Um, I probably just mentioned that, like, my parents do well for themselves. But we could get more into that mm-hmm. later. But, yeah. Um, I was in a clubhouse. We were in a clubhouse. Yeah, smoked the weed at we, least. We we definitely smoked the weed. He took he took Miss Ash Cash home, and then we just had this weird connection. Like, first of all, you asked about you asked about his look. Like, I loved his look. He had these long dreads. He was like, well, you know, he appeared to be spiritual and sweet and cool. My mom, she ran a tight ship, and I didn't want to be there. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I would be at the. I'd rather be at the clubhouse. Uh, chilling, smoking, eating fruit, and with like a a, a community of people that felt like family to me. Honestly, mm-hmm. it was some real. Now, hood was it street shit. dudes? I was just getting ready to say that it was some real hood shit. But Booty Bandito, at a certain period, he <laughs> he was he was the leader of just nobody was trying right, him. So, yeah. His place so if was you a came safe. In, his place was knew, safe like, to don't be. Fuck with yeah, her. it was safe to be. Yeah, like, gotcha. It wasn't crazy. And you know, of course, when even though shit gets crazy. In the beginning, because now I'm really thinking about the rawest parts of the beginning. There was definitely, you know, love and comfortability there. And like, I got your back type shit. I mean, you know, keep your head up and your eyes open. That's what he ended up teaching me. But, you know, at one point it might have been all right. Got you, got you. Mm-hmm. All right. So where does it go next? So you're in a clubhouse. You felt his his aura. He was like, I like this. You felt comfortable? I definitely felt I definitely felt comfortable with him. Um, we remained friends. Like one thing I can say about Booty Bandito is that we never we never did anything until literally three years later when I was twenty years old. You know what yeah. I mean? You know I have a story to tell, but he never 
he never tried to be inappropriate with me as a minor. And well, that's he, good. he taught yeah. me how to drive. He taught me how to drive. I actually passed my road test because of him. I remember when it was time for my test, he told me, like, listen, don't rush. Because if you rush, you're only rushing to fail. Mm-hmm. And that's what I kept in my mind as I was taking my driver's test. And someone like me passed on. And by me, I mean, like, I'm whimsical. Like, certain things I need. I need time and practice with for real. But I passed my road test on the first try. And I'm sure it's because he used to let me ride in his car, like, all the time. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah, in Queens, you got to have a car. So Definitely need to have a car. All them avenues and roads and boulevards. Exactly. Um. Him being older, you being younger, mm-hmm. like how did people view it? That your your friends, did your family catch on? So who this guy was? All right, or? so let me so let me get deeper into the story because remember we didn't we didn't do anything sexual until I was twenty years old. But when I met him, I was in high school, like I said, and I just started feeling more comfortable at the clubhouse. I don't want to be at my mom's house where you know we had to go to Bible school and prayer, and liturgical, clean the church. I didn't mm-hmm. respectfully, I didn't want to do that shit. So I'd rather be you know over there, and. He was just a safe space for me, but it got to a point where I thought I could spend the night out the crib. Mm. Okay? I was coming home later and later and later and later and later. And then one day I was like, fuck it, I'm going to just pop back up at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. My sister called me like, yo, mommy know you're not in the house. She's really upset. I think she's throwing your shit out the window. I'm what? like, what? Why would you? Why would you be... Are you joking? She was like, why would I joke about this shit? Long story short, I pull up to the crib. Booty Mandito drove me to the crib. And sure enough, my mom is really throwing all of my things out of the window. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, this is crazy. And she's like, you want to be grown? You want to spend the night out? And I wasn't even fucking this man. Like, word to me, I wasn't even fucking this man. Right. But I just, I love my time with him. And, you know, I didn't know what the hell. I was 17 years old. I was in high school. I don't know what the hell was getting ready to happen next. It was raining and everything. This shit could have been in a movie. Mm-hmm. But then my dad, like literally 30 seconds later, my dad pulls up. We get all of my shit out of, the, out of, the, out of my mother's front lawn. He sends everything to dry cleaning and he gives me a brand new apartment. Wait, your dad? Mm-hmm. He just pulled. So I spent the night out with Booty Bandito. My mother is tight. She want to prove a point. She throws all my shit. I mean, jewelry, paper. She was really wild. I'm really thinking back. This was when I was 17. I'm 32. This is years back. She was doing this shit. Like I said, it was raining and everything. I thought it was over. My father pulled up, basically cleaned everything up, and he gave me an apartment. That's, I kind of forgot about that shit. At the age of 17? At the age of 17. Before I even graduated from high school. Yes. Wow. That happened. So let's fast forward. Mm-hmm. You said you haven't had sexual encounters uh, until 20, right? Right, right. What right. was that experience like? How did it happen? Like, okay. where did it happen? Okay, okay. So I don't know how we lost contact from high school. Maybe me starting college. I think that's what it was. But somehow we got back in contact when I was in college a year or two later. And, you know, I always found him attractive. And I knew that he found me attractive too, but we just never took it there. And when we finally decided to take it there, I remember 
Um, it was crazy. I actually had on this uh, white and pink matching bra and panty set. I thought I was so fucking grown. I had <laughs> a, a Michael Kors leopard print trench coat. Like I thought that this was going to be super dope because, you know, I've been known Booty Bandito and obviously he's sexy with the long dreads and everything else. But, you know, he's an older dude. We finally link. Mm-hmm. Was it at your we place? We in the clubhouse. Oh. Yeah. We in, we're in the clubhouse. We are in the clubhouse and we finally link. And I remember when, you know, his clothes come off. And I just remember look looking at his dick, wondering, well, is it going to grow some more? Wait, wait, wait. Huh? Wait. Go ahead. He's, all first, right, he's getting naked. No, he's naked. All right. And, you know... I, at 20 years old, I wasn't a virgin, you know, so I was familiar with male anatomy and what happens for them during arousal. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't happening for him like I thought it should, because I was wondering, why did it stop so short? And it took me like 90 seconds to realize like, yo, I am face to face with a micro phallus right now. This is a black man with the smallest dick I've ever seen in my life. And I was so shocked because it's like, you know how they say you got to test drive a motherfucker. I'm 20 years old. I didn't know much about that, but this nigga really had a three inch dick. Real tall. Now they say, they always say like the taller the man or the bigger the man. The smaller the penis or the shorter the man, the bigger the penis. Listen. For this man being short and... Listen, what, what's, what's even crazier than him being short is that he was not well-versed in the art of eating pussy. It was just... See, that's the thing about Scorpios, you know? Everyone thinks that Scorpios are yeah, sexual, sexual the beast, sexiest right? yeah. sign and, like you said, the sexual beast and... Listen, I love me a Scorpio. I have tons of Scorpio in my chart. I love that fire, icy energy. I love it. I get it. I dig it. But it's not that Scorpios are the sexiest sign. What it is is that. No, wait, hold on. Let's cut you off. What's your sign? I'm a Pisces. Do y'all, like, does it match? We're, we're, we're water signs. Yeah, I'm a gotcha. Pisces. I'm a All Gemini right. moon with a Scorpio rising. There's definitely Scorpio in my chart. I fuck with Scorpios, but. As we didn't discuss this, but as an astrologist, I'm very well versed in Scorpios. And it's not that they are the most sexual sign. It's that there's something very dark and deep, not always dark, but very prominent about their sexual style. Like, for example, Mm. a lot of Scorpio women have experienced molestation. A lot of Scorpio women continuously deal with BV and other infection, uh, genital infections, and not because they're nasty, it's because they're prone to it. The same way a Capricorn is very prone to a broken ankle as they're ruled by their ankles. Scorpio is what ruled by the, the genitals. So what is Gemini? What is Gemini? Gemini. You know, that's crazy. I'm think I'm feeling lungs. I, I would like to look that up. Shit, I'm to over be here honest. dying. Look. I would like to look that up. But I know, that, I know that I know that I know that I know that Scorpio right. is ruled by the genitals, just like Pisces is ruled by the feet, Aries is ruled by the head, Taurus is ruled by the throat. But anyway, that's um, cool to know. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get into that. Yeah, it's a lot to get into. But yeah, so Scorpio, um, you was, was in the Scorpio. You was like, you should have known because something was Scorpio. 
that he had a three inch penis. How would you know? Wait, I just want to finish that thought. Like I said, like Scorpios, they can have experienced abuse, women, genital issues, males, STDs. I mean, this mm. is just very prominent. Sexual urges, um, pedophilia, a lot of a lot of weird things having to do or big standout things having to do with sexuality and it's prominent in their lifestyle. And it's not always that they're just the most sexual, baddest sexual motherfucker that there is, but something about them with their sexuality is on a hundred. That's my observation. Man. So he whips out this pinky. He He whips out the, he whips out the pinky and you know, that was a problem throughout our whole time together. And as much as I loved him, I do recall thinking, even with my limited sexual experience at that time, like, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't feel anything. This, I would be upset. Like, this can't be, there has to be more. There's got to be more for me. There's no way that this, nah, that nigga's dick was nasty. But you would try to do it because you like them, right? I mean, of course I would try to do it. You know, Well, I did it. You did it. I did it. I did it. We'll get, we'll get more into that, too. All right. It's not like his dick didn't work. And it was just small. And that's not my fault. That's not my fucking fault. Like, I'm feeling bad talking about it, but that's the reason why he has an alias. We, I am still protecting him. And I'm telling my motherfucking story. This nigga's... Dick was mad little. And I didn't know how to handle that. Now, just <clears throat> just being a man, right? Mm-hmm. And knowing condom sizes and, and stuff like that. No. Was he able to put a condom on at least? For your first time? Um, I definitely, I definitely recall him being able to use condoms. I can't say like what brand or what was going on. Um, but he had a small dick. Like I don't, it, it don't matter what the fuck. He had a small dick. Mm. You feel me? Like, yo, I just had a flashback. I remember one time, somehow I was sitting like on the top of the couch, like behind Mm -hmm. me. And he was sitting on the couch and he was naked for whatever reason. And at one point, I, you know, he he had like balls, but then it was like. Uh. it, It was like. A bottle cap, that's what, like a, a large bottle cap on top of the balls, and that was his dick. Really? I don't want to tell you to really think about what I'm saying. Nah. But like, his balls are out, and his dick is the size of a bottle cap. Like, when he wasn't aroused at all, it was, like, going into his balls. Yeah. His dick was really small. That's crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry um, to that man. Sorry for you. You had to deal with that. I mean, that's what he had. That. Now, this wasn't the, the the reason for the downfall, right? No, this actually wasn't the reason for the downfall right, because so. you know, don't forget, you can't tell how how small his dick is in the street. He, I told you he used to wear sweatpants beneath his jeans to make himself appear bigger anyway. Mm-hmm. In the street, you know, he was Gucci this, Louis that. You know, he was the big he was the big money man. With the with the money counters and we flying here, we doing this and we doing that. But in the end, he was all, he was a fucking fraud because since I'm bringing up money, I'm gonna jump to this. Mm. You know what? No, I'm I'm gonna jump to this because you know what? I'm jumping to this shit right now. I took my shahada when I was 20 years old. I left the church. I thought it was bullshit. Respectfully, 
I was mm. raised in there. I know what's going on. I chose to leave. I converted to Islam. And Booty Bandito was a large part of that. Wow. You know, like he, I felt like I suffered because I left the church and I wasn't believing in God. And I felt like it was important to acknowledge someone or something as a higher power. And for me at that time, with Booty Bandito's, I would say, support, I felt like Allah was the way. Mm. But long story Wait, short. Was he pushing it on you? Like, no, no, not at all. Never? Yeah. Right. Because he was wow. so wild, I felt like if he submitted to somebody, let me see, let me see what's going on. Because I would definitely describe myself as an intellectual. Mm -hmm. I'm not just gonna blindly be like, oh Allah, and no disrespect, seriously, because you know, I, I have a lot of respect for the religion. I just will not be objectified because I have a vagina. That's not my fault. And that's true. Islam is pure. The Arabization of the religion is fucked up. And I don't care who says what because I wore hijab. I covered my hair. Mm. I wore niqab. I covered my face. I went to FIT, the number one fashion school in the world, covering my motherfucking face. So wow, yeah, literally. No, and my eyes swell in my eyes. Wait, so as a friend, fashion. when she converted, what was your thoughts on that? Mm. She had a right to. She gotta get a mic. I had to get her a mic, right? It, it was just. It, it was justifiable for the same reasons I said before. It wasn't just like she was just following behind a man. There were things that she even made me think about and consider as far as my spiritual journey. But it was things that she learned from him. He was very sincere with his religion. So mm. won't take that from him. Because I, I have Muslim friends and they they try to force it down. Well, it depends on the person. Nah, he wasn't, he wasn't like that. But the reason why I brought up Islam in the first place is because, you know, yes, he came with me to take my Shahada and... You know, he showed me different things, but that motherfucker owes me $12,000. And guess what? According to Islam, when you pass, you will not enter paradise in debt. So all mm. that all that prostration mark, you know what I'm saying? That's a bunch of cap. And I'm saying that as someone who does have respect for the religion and thinking back, I feel like he definitely used Islam. He... He definitely used Islam to, like you said, get ahead and and hide behind. And like I and like I said, where's my bread, bro? Twelve racks. Mm -hmm. You 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 praying five times a day. Where's my bread? And I gave that to him ten plus years ago. But he was in he was in need of money, and you just. So this is the this is the young dumb shit. I went to school for free. I went to school for free because, remember, I had moved out. Mm -hmm. And I got a chance to declare myself independent. So FIT was able to use my W-2s and not my parents. And ah, based true. on my W-2s, I, I was getting that free ride. I was getting the, 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 yeah. the checks. It was all working out. What was it? I don't remember. But like the refund checks? And, and Whatever it was, it was working for me. I had tuition paid and I had money in the bank at all times. So. Wow. Right. 
so I had arranged that, but you know, I'm dealing, I was dealing with this dude that was into a bunch of different things. And, you know, I just thought it would be a good idea to, you know, support him with 12 grand and student loans that I took out, you know, because I feel like you say, I felt like, right. Absolutely. Cause you know, I don't feel that way about that nigga at this point. But I felt like I had so much trust in him. Like I said, when we first met, you know, we we really, we were like a safe space for each other. Right, right, right. And um, we had like long conversations about our, our lives and our families and our friends and our ideas. And I, I thought that we had a bond for real. But I, one of the things that I learned from Booty Bandito is that... Um, like I said earlier, keep your head up and your eyes open. And that even if you think people won't do a certain thing, think again, because they just might. Dealing with him taught me as a sheltered, spoiled girl from Queens that anything could happen. And to mm-hmm. be aware and to look out and that, yes, there are people in the world who will like that. They will rob. They will steal. They will kill. They will. They will rape. They right, will right, right. do it. So this ain't, it's not a game out here. Not to say that I walk in fear at all, but I didn't know that there was people as um, reckless as him, dealing with him up close and personal. Because, you know, moving forward, living with this dude now, and I'm really seeing what's, what's happening up, up close. And, you know, it's crazy. He... See, where do, where do we where do we draw the line between telling the story and let's take it to Kimmy. So, twenty years old, you know, I'm twenty years old. I'm in, I'm in I'm in I'm in mm-hmm, I'm twenty years old. I'm in love with this dude, Booty Bandito. He was a shit to me. No, no, no. It's not a mood. It's coming up. I'm 20 years old. I love this dude. Um, you know, I opened up a bank account for him. He didn't have a bank account. See, these are red flags. Yeah, I should have been. He's a street, street, street dude. He didn't have a bank account. You need a bank account. Okay. Oh, I can do that. I have all of my documents in order. You feel me? So I get out of an account. And uh, at some point, I get a, a long message on Facebook from somebody who found his bank statement in her house. Wow. And because it's his bank statement under my account, it's my name, my address, my everything. So she found me on Facebook with the quickness Mm -hmm. and proceeded to tell me about how when he goes to Pennsylvania, he has a whole family and life with her. How he was planning to move them down to Atlanta and get married and have children. And he came to PA to get money, but he ended up falling in love. Act so and so, act so and so, naming niggas that I know. Hmm. Like they know. From the clubhouse? From the clubhouse and beyond. Damn. You know, I'm like, what the fuck? So, me being young and dumb, I'm not gonna call myself that. I'm not gonna call myself that anymore. But it. You didn't know? I didn't know. Yeah. Me being young and not knowing, you know, um, I just wanted to be with him. Mm. And one day I went in this dude's phone and I saw a text message from the girl mm-hmm. that had called me, well, messaged me on Facebook. And she's like, does she 
Does she fuck you high off the egg? Does she suck your dick like I do? Like all of this crazy raunchy shit that I I didn't know about. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking like, damn, is that what I gotta do? Is it ecstasy? Like, is that is that the the mm. key? Is that the key to the gates? So I'm like, all right, cool. Like, and you still Muslim at this time? Was I Muslim at this point? Yeah. Yes. Wow, this is crazy. Yeah. Mm. See, there was a flip side to this. That's what I'm saying. You owe me them 12 racks, bro. You was capping the whole time. Wow. Wait, no, right. that's impossible, right? I yeah, but see, I didn't I didn't I didn't have the clap back. I didn't have the clap back in my mind. So when she's saying does she fuck you high off the X like I do? I'm thinking like, well, I'm about to get the X. I'm about to fuck him better off the X. So I I contact my high school ex-boyfriend. I'm like, yo, I need ecstasy. Mm. He's promptly like, we're not doing that. I'm not, I'm not about to give you no ecstasy. And I'm like, yo, either you give me what you have or I'm going to get it regardless. So wow. long story short, he gave me the ecstasy. By the way, <laughs> what that was, I'm, t- I'm 30, 12 years later, ladies and gentlemen, I love ecstasy. I do. Still to this day? To this, to this day. They still sell it? Ecstasy is most certainly available. Because you know how Molly, drugs have a time Molly, period where people was like... Molly is most certainly available. If you're looking for it, mm-hmm. you can find it. But um, when I started doing this, Based on this text that I got from the girl, it was crazy because I enjoyed the high and it it took me to a certain place where I could get into a different character. Mm. That's what I'll say. Now, now describe six, the character you would get into. The character that I would get into. Um, if you Muslim, you pure, you have this. Well, well, I, like I, I always bet. say, when people ask me, how do you feel? How does how does ecstasy make you feel? I always tell them, instead of being wavy, I am the wave. So the E just made me feel like I could do whatever, however. It there's no inhibitions, there's no fear. I was able to mm. talk to him in a different way, look at him in a different way, fuck him in a different way. Like, and I did this all on my no one knew I had took I took the E pill. No one knew that. When I was with him, mm-hmm. and I just knew I had to watch myself. Like, I got some pointers, you know, have the water, have the orange juice. But long story short, what's crazier is six months later, I'm in my homegirl's car, and she's playing little Kim. I hear that she fuck you high off the ex, fuck you like I do. Long story short, this girl had texted him little Kim lyrics. Mm. And I went out wow. and, and got ecstasy. You Yeah, you read that and thought... I read that and I thought that that Kimmy was just so fucking sexy and so fucking bad. And I wasn't. You was was in competition mode. You tried to outdo her. And I not outdo her, but do me. And it wasn't even real. And that's the thing. Like, Mm. I don't mind telling that story at all because I have three degrees. Like I said before, I would definitely consider myself to be an intellectual and a spiritual in tune real ass feeling ass individual mm-hmm. but that shit got me mm-hmm. me being so caught up in and wanting to be chosen mm-hmm. by him mm-hmm. not even ecstasy was a hard no 
Nowadays, you can suck my dick. <laughs> but at that point, wow. I would have done anything. In- including now, including what, those 12 racks that you still owe me, motherfucker. Because it wasn't $2 and you playing with me. You didn't even give me back five grand. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm. And I put that money in your hand in good faith. And you're capping. Mm. You're capping. Now, did it help sexually? Ecstasy? The ecstasy? Like I said, it put me in a mental space um, that was definitely conducive for better sexual. Because the thing is, is that he had a small dick and he knew it. Mm -hmm. Yo, this is fucking crazy. I remember one time he was like, take this little dick. Take this little dick. I swear to you. I swear. And that... I swear to you, for real. You lying. Take, and it turned me, take this, how is that? Maybe he felt like because he was putting it out there, it couldn't be used against him, but it's still happening during sex and mm-hmm. it's not sexy. So if we fucking, and you talk about take this little dick, I'm already trying to take this little dick <laughs> and you're reminding me that I'm taking a little dick and it's just, it's throwing That's you off. It's not sexy. Your high was not even. It is not fucking sexy. This nigga had a, yo, this nigga's dick was mad small. Have you ever stepped out on him? So, it wasn't because of his dick being small. Because even though that, that, you know, it hurt my feelings and made me feel like empty. That's not why I stepped out. He also had like a temper problem. And one time we went to the movies and we were at the booth to buy the tickets. And I just asked him, you know, am I buying the tickets? And he was like, what? You think I ain't got the money to buy the tickets? Fucking bitch. What? Like, he really exploded over me asking, am I buying the tickets? (laughs) After that, he stormed off to my vehicle. Hmm. Okay. And he cursed me out from Fresh Meadows all the way to South Ozone Park. And if you're from Queens, you know that's quite a while. For you to be cursing somebody out. (laughs) Now, by the time, you bitch, you fucking stay stay in your place. You know what it was? Yeah. For all of that that, um, pomp and circumstance, nigga, your money was always fucking funny. And the reason why, the reason why I asked, am I paying for the tickets is because I didn't know if you had it or not. Mm. And we're here at the theater. So long story short, he's cursing me out. Um, by the time we get back to the crib, before I could even stop the car, this nigga is out the door, back at the clubhouse, and he zooms off in his motorcycle. And I just felt so sad and left behind and fucked up that I drove to Harlem, right? I said my first soulmate is from Harlem. Mm-hmm. I drove to Harlem. I was so fucked up that in, in route to his crib, I hit a car twice at a red light. Like I was crying and sad the whole way to Harlem at a stop sign in at a red light in Harlem. You were just thinking about what he was saying? I was I had my foot on the brake. We were at a stop sign. I then I got extra sad out of nowhere and I rammed the gas and I and I hit the car. And then I thought I was hitting the brake, but it was the gas again. I hit the car again. Yo, when the lady came out of her car, she was like, yo, what the fuck? We were at a red light out of nowhere. Right. I hit the back of this chick's car twice. I was that fucked up. Anyway, I get to, you know, I get to my first soulmate's crib in Harlem. Yes, we had sex. 
after he asked me, like, am I going to tell Booty Bandito what went on? Because Harlem and I, we've been friends since I met him when I met Marley. Summer mm. camp. We're 12 years. I've been knowing him. So he's like, that's home skillet right there. Got you, got you. You feel me? So he's like, are you going to tell Booty Bandito what happened? I'm like, yes. I have to. He needs to know that I was just so distraught that it it drove me to sleep with another man. I had never done that before. I'm thinking about, you know, karma and all this other shit. See, and that's what we all have to learn. Because, of course, I told him and he held that shit over my head like I was the whore of all whores. But don't forget that letter I got from Kimmy. Don't forget every the fuck thing. Well, you don't know every the fuck thing else, but... He just wasn't, he just wasn't, he wasn't forthcoming. He wasn't, he wasn't fair. He wasn't honest. But I don't want to forget this. When I moved out of my crib and I moved in with him, my... Wait, wait he was still living at the clubhouse or... This was all at the clubhouse. You moved out of your crib to the clubhouse? I moved out of my crib to the clubhouse. This is Pisces shit. This Damn. is this is Pisces shit. So I moved, I moved out of my by the way, I really didn't realize that it was a converted three-car garage until years later. It was fixed up that nice? It was fixed up. I mean, right. it was <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they converted, they, they made they real doors. Um it was one door in the back where the bathroom was, and there was one door in the front where the kitchen and the bathroom was. So they literally took down the garage doors mm-hmm. and put up a door at each end of the garage. So you wow. And I told her that, but she said, no, that doesn't have a garage door. All right. Well, him and his garage door, you know, I just, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just like to be fair. And I want to say that even though his money was funny at the movie theater and it did drive me to go to Harlem and fuck my first soulmate. When I moved out of my house into the clubhouse, my father stopped paying my tuition because I guess he felt like, you know, you're being rebellious or you've grown now. Mm-hmm. You don't need me. Booty Bandito made sure that I graduated. If there's, if there's two good things that Booty Bandito did for me, he paid my tuition and made sure I graduated. I can honestly so say that. So his money that. wasn't that funny if he did that. I mean, to be fair, there was only two grand left on the balance. All right. To be fair, yeah. you feel me, mm-hmm. but that, but I mean, two grand. If you don't have it, you're not walking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he made sure that I walked. So he he did that for me, and he made sure that I don't have no thin ass dreads on my head top, because he started my hair. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was before or after my shahada when I was twenty. He locked my hair, and you see all of these years later. All these years I know, later, I thought it was fake. I thought I'm it was here. fake. In all my glory. And it's so crazy. Like when I met him, because he was 32 when I met him and his hair was probably like this long. Mm-hmm. My hair now looks just like his. Wow. Saying that makes me remember one time he we got into an argument and he said that every time I look in the mirror, I'm going to see him, which is not true at all. But the people... Love my hair. I love my hair. And at the end of the day, if you ask me who started my hair, he's a part of that. He mm. started my hair. I think wow. started my hair. So I the really same way his the, dick the, was little. Faux locks. Or, or... Nah, these are not faux locks. These are 12. People come up to me all the time and they're like, oh, how 
how long did it take or what kind of hair? And it's just even like, the baby hairs. You know the girls, the wigs be having those. Right, we did. Right, I thought it was fake. I'm we like, did, nah. She came in with the faux locks wig and the baby in the, the the faux lock wig. You know what's crazy? Speaking of that, mm-hmm. I have a homeboy. He's a drummer. I went to one of his gigs and I found his bandmate. The bandmate was a white girl, and she described me to him as the black girl with the faux locks. A white girl. But that's what it looked like. How did? Like, oh, the white, yeah, she, she out of her place. Yeah. Right, right, like crazy. Just, that just hit me. But yeah, Booty Bandito. Um, that's crazy. He started my locks. Now, about the Booty Bandito. We already discussed his dick being three inches, but he really had an obsession with my asshole. Well, yeah. It's tight. It's tighter than... So he's probably getting more pleasure from your booty hole than coochie hole, you know? And, you know, I I had never engaged. At this point, you know, I'm grown as hell. There's definitely no judgment. Mm-hmm. But I had never engaged in anal sex, and that is really what he wanted all the fucking time. He always yeah. wanted. He always wanted to, you know, fuck me in my ass, put his finger in my ass. Like he just really liked asses, and it, it didn't. Have you ever I found out where thought, that came from? I just thought that he he had like an ass kink. Hmm. <laughs> it was strange. It was strange to me. And like with he it, would bypass your pussy and go literally. To the ass. Like, he literally preferred my ass. And it was very often. And that was weird to me. Like, I'm 20 years old. My shit is tight. My shit is wet. Like, I'm good money. I want you. And you want my butt. Hmm. But, you know, I would find out years later that, oh, that's the reason why you don't mind going back and forth to jail. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, How did you find that out? How did I find? Was he into butt play in jail? This nigga likes niggas. See, we're we're getting we're getting ahead. We're jumping far ahead. But I mean, at the All end right, of the day, all right, let's come back to that then, because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'll remember it. We are up to yeah, moved in. Um, he got mad. At, it's a whole bunch of stuff that just happened. All right, mm-hmm. he got mad at you at the movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we moved into his place. Mm-hmm. Um, I had moved into his place. He got mad at me at the movies. Yeah. Uh, it was just so. It was just so much. It was so much with this crazy nigga. Like, I mean, of course there were there were good parts, but a lot of crazy shit happened. Like, for example, and what made you stay? Like, I mean, I guess looking back, that was in the beginning. It was something sweet, and it was something that felt good. But it, it ended up being a trauma bond. Like looking back mm. now, like you know, somehow we had this us against the world kind of mentality. He lived a different lifestyle than I lived, but I just liked him so much that I allowed myself to become absorbed in all of that shit. Like, I I wouldn't put up with, I wouldn't put up with any of that now. I would know what to look out for. For example, one of the reasons why I feel like he taught me to, to keep my head up and my eyes open at all times is because he was a real extra weird nigga. We had moved to College Point and there were times where he would say he was leaving. Mm-hmm. He would head to the door, close it, mm-hmm. open it and close it and all of that. Drive out the drive, the driveway and everything. But then creep back in the house. For example, 
there was one time that I was in the crib and we had this long, like six, six foot, 500 gallon fish tank. We had, we had this spot decked mm-hmm. and he allegedly left, opened the door, closed it. And I like to masturbate. So mm-hmm. I was getting into my groove and he calls me like, yo, what are you doing? And the way he, the way he called me, it, it just was, it was just really strange. And long story short, this nigga was watching me masturbate from a peephole the whole fucking time. Like, I started... He he was gone. I thought he was gone. I started hearing, like, noises in the living room, and I felt like, whatever it is, I'm going to face it anyway. And it mm-hmm. was this motherfucker crouched down. Wow. In the dark, in the living room, after he had said he left. Mm-hmm. One time, it was like 2 in the morning, and he reached his arm through the window to scare the fuck out of me with a black leather jacket on every like he was just a weird nigga and when that happened I thought it was over I thought that I was about to fight for my life lose seriously no because like when he put his hand through and you know what I felt that I was in the bed and the window was open and the the curtains blew in a weird way like I told you I feel I can sense things and I was like "Mm, well whatever Literally within minutes, this man put his hand through the window and was like, you should be more on point than that. So he was strange. But like I said, I, I learned a lot from this dude. Now, fast forward. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You can't just fast forward from that. So he There's comes so in- much more. To, we could be here forever. How would you react to that? How, like I said, I thought that I was about to fight for my life and lose. But when you realized it was him, you didn't- The only time I've ever been that afraid is when... Um, my father's dogs got loose one time when I was younger and I had my Pomeranian in my arms and they were charging at me and I didn't see my father anywhere. I thought I was going to die. Mm. But I'd never been that scared before. He, I didn't know it was him until I saw you know, him come into the window. He really climbed through the window. But when you realized it was him, you didn't say nothing? Like, you ain't, I mean, of course, of course. I was like, what the... I don't even remember that. I was relieved, of course, but... I remember being scared as fuck mm-hmm. and like this nigga was weird. Mm. He really was. A lot of shit happened. So <sighs> he used to leave the crib every day at like 11 o'clock mm-hmm. and come back at like six, seven in the morning, you know? And when I would be leaving for school, for, for college, I would want to give him a hug or give him a kiss goodbye. And it got to a point where he would be too tired to hug me or too tired to kiss me or just some bullshit, like some bullshit, something stupid. And one day I decided, you know what? I don't even give a fuck. I'm not even going about to, I'm not, I'm not about to even ask this nigga for a hug when I leave for school. Mm. And the first day I didn't ask him to embrace me before I left for school, I never saw him as a free man ever again. Mm-hmm. Well, for years. Because that, that night he was arrested. For all sorts of shit. Robbing a drug dealer, kidnapping, hog tying him up. Like, then on top of that, this nigga zoomed off in a high speed chase with the law in my vehicle. My vehicle with the Pennsylvania plates out of place in New York City where if niggas is looking for you Mm. and I'm in my car, that's definitely a problem. So, boom. <laughs> the craziest shit is that, oh man, I'm, I'm mixing up. 
I'm mixing up jail. He started getting into a lot of trouble because, okay, let's go back to the more serious, the more serious, because uh, prison is what separated us. Mm. One day, this nigga was in a booty ranch. A booty ranch on <laughs> Sufton Boulevard. Wait, and hold on. Hold, what is a booty ranch? A booty ranch, from what I know, a booty his ranch. His name is Booty is, Bandito. This is name a booty is ranch. Booty Bandito. This nigga was in a booty ranch on Sufton Boulevard, and it's a spot with a bunch of mattresses where you could go and fuck. And listen, I'm I'm down for lifestyle parties and all of that, but this is what it was at that time. It was a booty ranch. Anyway, it's an illegal thing. So the place got raided, and this motherfucker tried to hide his gun in between the AC and its cover. Mm-hmm. Long story short, they catch the nigga. He gets arrested. And, yo, I thought that he was about to go to prison for a very long time because he gets out on bail for that. But then he goes back and gets arrested for what I just told you about. The, mm. the on bail, he gets arrested for... Uh, kidnapping and hog tying and, and robbing a nigga and all the other shit and, and the high speed chase with the fucking BMW crashed the shit on the conduit on bail. Wow. Now, when he goes down for that, the very next day, I took a pregnancy test at the bathroom upstairs near the auditorium at FIT and the shit was positive. Mm. Literally the next day after he got arrested for the hog tying and everything, while out on bail for this gun charge from this gun he... And you know what's crazy? We discussed this briefly last time. But, you know, when you come back and you think, the gun that he got all that trouble from was a gun he stole from the cousin he was fucking. Wait, what? Wait, what? Wait. Right. I'm telling you. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't make this shit up. You gotta rewind. Mm -hmm. The gun... So this nigga... He got arrested. Like I told you, he got arrested for the gun charge because he's at the booty ranch. The booty ranch got raided. And he tried to hide the gun in between the ACA and its cover. So, of course, they catch him. But that gun came from his cousin, mm-hmm. who he was fucking. That comes out down the line, but I'm saying that now. Yeah, yeah, because you, you name this, a this, booty bandito. This, this, was, this, was, this was a female. All right, all right. Yeah. This yeah. was a female. Mm-hmm. But it... That was her gun. It was her gun. Wow. Mm-hmm. And they were even arguing about it like two days prior. Like, give me my shit back and you ain't getting this shit back. And mm. then he got arrested at the booty ranch. So anyway, after he gets arrested for the, the hog tying and everything else, I take this pregnancy <laughs> test. It's positive. Now, you know, I really loved Booty Bandito, but... Let me. I thought he was going to jail for like twenty years plus. After all that, yeah, right. And I just nah, I nah, I just couldn't do that. So, you know, I do support a woman's right to choose, and I chose. Mm-hmm. I don't make light of that, but you know, I'm here telling the story. It's my story, and nah, I didn't take that route. So mm. now he is. He's in custody. We got a whole apartment. Um, now, by this time, remember, I'm dressed in niqab. I have this whole Muslim attire. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to see him in prison, in, in jail. He was in the boat in the Bronx. There's a boat, 
up here right, right. in the Bronx. Um, I forgot what it's called, but you get off at the Huntington Station or something like that. But because I was dressed in, you know, this Islamic garb and just in general, mm-hmm. visiting someone in, in jail or prison is not pleasant. And I wasn't treated any more kindly because of my religious attire. Mm. It was just, you know, one time my, my bra went off in the detector and it was just... Wow. Nah. Yeah. All the commissary, all the money I was spending on this dude, and he would try to control me from jail. Like, he would call really early in the morning, really as late as he could at night to mm-hmm. make sure that I'm in the house at this point, in the house at this point. He even told me one time, if you stay with me when I'm in jail, you'll save money. Huh? Right. I guess, was like switching to Geico or something. I, with. Like, right? <laughs> Get with a jail nigga and save. You know what I'm saying? Right. Besides, wow. his, besides his little oodles and noodles. Right. At this point, I'm like 21, 22. Because that's when I had that um, experience at Planned Parenthood. And I vowed to never go back again. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That was that on that. Um, so I had to get rid of everything in the apartment. We had we had this crazy fish tank. He ended up serving a lot of years for, for that? Listen, he ended up only getting five years for everything. The gun? He ended up getting for for the gun, for the booty ranch situation, for the for the drug dealing, the, the kidnapping and drug deal situation, for everything he got five years. In New York? In New York. Wow. And not only that, he came out a year or so early, sued the city for millions of dollars, and won. Hmm. So this nigga got out of jail, and it's Louis this. Oh, yeah. Uh, Queens niggas. Escalade that. Moved down to Atlanta. Now, he moved to ATL and married the chick? Kimmy. Remember the girl yeah. that sent me the message on Facebook and mm-hmm. um, the chick that sent the little Kim text? Mm-hmm. They get married in ATL and they do anything down there. But somehow, some way, they separate. And this nigga thought that it was okay to bust in her home, brandish a weapon. And force her and her daughter from one part of their house to another at mm. gunpoint. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, wait, wait, wait fast. Forward. I mean, go right. back. It's when he right. came out of jail, you never got in contact with him. Like you was holding when him down he, in jail. When he came out of jail, right before you got his lawsuit, one day, oh, we missing a lot. Hold on, we missing. Hold on, we're missing. A, we're missing. We're missing a lot. We're missing a whole lot. Um, first of all, you say he only did four years. Hold on, you you know you know how that yeah. you know how they say the 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 shoulder to cry on becomes the dick to ride on. Mm-hmm. Now, when Booty Bandito was going through all of this shit, um, I had become friends with this Aquarius that I met on my college campus. Mm-hmm. When Booty Bandito got arrested, I had to come pick up his property. And part of that property was his phone. Mm. The Aquarius that I met at 
college, who is actually my ex-husband. Wow. I know. Wiz's past booty bandito's password on his phone. And, you know, it's the kind of guy that the slide. Yeah. He gets through that. And we break in the phone. I don't see what I would expect to see, like messages from chicks. This nigga had albums of me sleeping and naked, unaware. He was constantly recording me while I was not aware, including Mm. one time where I was drunk. I was throwing up. I was on the toilet. I was sick. This mm-hmm. nigga was recording me the whole time. Like, imagine he going through. Or just, he just wanted no, to he was just. Re- imagine going through somebody's phone mm-hmm. and you see, like, if you had a roommate or something, and you see he got a video of you naked in your bed, sleeping, rolling around, or just scratching yourself. Or mm-hmm. one day you was taking a shit and the door was open, this nigga was recording you. That's some weird shit. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yo, if you go on my IG, You'll see, I don't, my shit don't go way back. Mm-hmm. I was camera shot. I was so traumatized to be in front of a camera for years. It was to the point where I remember one time I was out with a girlfriend having lunch. She had a phone out, like how she does. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you recording me? Mm. And she was like, no. But that shit really had an effect on me. I mean, they say you shouldn't be in people's shit, but oh, well, I went in that motherfucker. And what, what were you going to do with that? Woody Bandito, world star. Like, what was, what was the point of that? That's weird. It was very weird, and it was a lot of pictures of me sleeping or just unaware or some mm-hmm. type of vulnerable position in the house. And I, like I said, the craziest thing was when I was sick on a toilet and you was recording me the whole time. Wow. I think it was weird. Wait, so you met the Aquarius guy? We gotta give him a name. I don't. This is my ex-husband. I don't want to give him any energy. I, right, to cool. tell the story, I got to tell you, he he got through that password um, so that I could learn that he had all of this. And it wasn't just me. Do you remember that scene from Belly where DMX was like, why the heat come off that couch? Mm-hmm. And he had the dude strip like that. In the basement, yeah. There was a dude in the hood, and I'm not going to give his name out, but there's, there was a video of him in Woody Bandito's phone being made to strip in front of other men. And there were just other things that I saw that was like, what the fuck is this dude? In the phone? In the phone. This is after you got arrested for, Mm. you know, robbing a drug dealer, hog tying them up, kidnapping niggas, and then zooming off once again in my car that you crashed. Nigga was wild. Whole different dude, yeah. Nigga was wild. I remember um, one time I was chilling with my homeboy and when I say homeboy, I literally mean a friend. Mm-hmm. And Booty Bandito came out of nowhere and crouched down with a rat tail comb out and r- tried to run up on us. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is good with you? Like, this is my homeboy. He was just, he was just always crazy. He was always explosive. It got to a point where I think him being out on bail, actually looking back, I'm sure it did, it had a huge effect on how he thought and why he thought. He just wasn't. He just wasn't a happy camper. Mm-hmm. He really wasn't. And one of the 48 laws of power is to avoid the unhappy and the unlucky. And that was an unhappy, unlucky ass motherfucker. And I can look back now and see that clearly. Mm-hmm. So moving forward, 
while Booty Bandito is in jail for pulling a gun out on Kimmy and her daughter, he's he's you know he's in jail. There's no bail. There's no trial yet, but he's mm. in jail. This is the second time he's in jail. The third. Wait, he went to jail Listen, after he the... don't, he don't already went to jail for that gun from the Booty Ranch and the robbing the, and the drug dealer. <laughs> Uh-huh. Got out early, sued the city, won, mm-hmm. got all his bread now in Atlanta, buying a property, Louis this, Louis that, Escalade that, Mercedes Benz this. Mm-hmm. This is after that. Because gotcha. he married Kimmy when he, came out of, when he came out of prison. Married her. They had an issue. They separated. He broke into her crib and did what he did, not realizing he was on camera the whole time. She mm-hmm. had a ring on her mantle. Mm-hmm. Long story short, while he's in jail for that before trial, Kimmy flies me out to Vegas. Mm. And we have the dopest. So y'all become cool after that situation? Hmm. I would say after that situation, we became. It got it got deeper after. It got deeper after Booty Bandito went to prison because we had after all of this time, because by the way, I'm bisexual. I like women. Mm-hmm. And, you know, honestly speaking, Kimmy, and she'll hear this shit, Kimmy became like an obsession of mine after I found those fucking texts because I'm like, well, what the fuck do I have to do to be number one? You know, I do learn this little Kim lyrics later on, but at that point, I done been on Facebook lurking. Her ass is crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so... We had, I don't know what it was. It was, it was, I don't know how to describe it because she also likes women. Mm. So, you know, we took, we took it there in, in many different ways. And to this day, shout out to Kimmy. I fuck with her. We, we speak very often. Um, mm. We've gotten money together. She's always putting me on. I'm always putting her on. She's honestly somebody that I really trust and mm. I have fun with. Um, like I said, when he took a gun out on her and her daughter, that changed the game for everything. That was his daughter that, as well. No, that was her daughter. All right, all right. And it's a child, period. But that was her daughter. And I don't know. Like, there was no space to secretly want Booty Bandito. He really became a monster. Right. You know what I'm saying? And he, the nigga's on, I got the video. I got the tape. Mm. I got the tape. No, I want to. I really want to see that. You're supposed to show me, but after. Okay. I got the tape. Um, the nigga was crazy. So anyway, Kimmy flies me out to Vegas. We have a blast. Um, we've taken other trips. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for trial. And guess what? Georgia was not playing with that nigga mm-hmm. because you came here with a felony anyway. I don't know what the hell. Oh, by the way, let me just say this too. Because, you know, I named that nigga. When he was in prison, he changed his name. And he changed his name to an Islamic name that I gave him. So Mm. you could never talk shit about me, nigga. I literally made you. Anyway, homeboy gets 20 years. Mm. You should have got that in New York, but damn. That nigga is serving time right the fuck now. And um, like I told you last time, if the first will be last and the last will be first was a person, 
it's this nigga. Because I'm going to show you that mugshot. Mm. Okay? And you don't have a before to see, but I've explained to you that he was handsome and he had long hair. Mm -hmm. He was young. He was vibrant. And this ain't that. I want to see this in, yeah. in real time. Yeah, I'm I'm turning. I turn oh, my phone, phone off. On. But yeah, nah, he was um he was he was crazy. And looking back, it's like you know you don't wish prison on anybody. And one thing I learned too while visiting him one time in prison, I felt so sad. I didn't realize this before. There are so many bloodlines that are cut off by jail. I was never exposed to. I didn't know anybody. In jail. Mm -hmm. I never knew anybody that was in prison or that went to jail or anything like that. But when I would visit him, whether he was in jail, whether he was in prison, I, there's so many beautiful black men that are behind, I'm talking about prison right, now, right, that are right. behind bars for years. Mm -hmm. Don't have children, only have one child, whatever. Come in there at 19, not even today, 60. Right. And it just, it just hit me how many of how many of us are cut off by prison. They didn't have children and they won't have children. Mm -hmm. And it's just fucked up. And jail is not where you want to be, which is why I don't play with the police. Like I smoke weed. I don't smoke outside. I don't... Dealing with Booty Bandito, I learned that I'm not trying to go to jail. Because you could be as big, as bad as you want to be in the street you better not dare talk out of turn with that orange jumpsuit on. You, If you're in court and you're not happy, keep that shit to your motherfucking self. Right, right. Man. Hey, so let me get this. Uh... He never wrote to you? He never. Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad you mentioned that. When he was in jail from the gun with the booty ranch and, and the hog, because it's two, two different jail times. Mm -hmm. He literally went to jail, came out of jail, won millions, and went back to jail. Idiot. Mm -hmm. The first time he was in jail, when he was, you know, still my partner, he used to he used to send letters. I mean, remember, he didn't even want to hug me the mm -hmm. last time I saw him. This dude was literally writing 14-page letters and, and spraying them with some type of Muslim oil so that by the time it got to my crib, it could mm. smell like the Muslim oil that he had on. Nah. And them shits be strong, too. Very, very strong. As a matter of fact, my ex-husband, the one that broke into the phone for me, mm -hmm. he was jealous of those letters. He, he was mad shit, about right? everything. I even had Booty Bandito's dreads because he, he cut his hair off trying to look a certain way for court. Mm -hmm. I had the dreads. I had the locks with me. And my ex-husband didn't like that. So we burned all of those letters in a bonfire in Roy Wilkins Park. And his dreads, his locks are actually in the bottom of a pond in Way Wilkins Park, along with his cell phone. You threw the phone in there too? I mean, what use of it? Yeah. What use did it have for me? Like, a lot of his shit in the bottom of that pond. Mm. Basically, too. Wow. What a story. Now, how did you heal from that? Like, being a young woman, did you, um, Clearly, you went to another relationship. Right. But um, was it hard loving someone else after, after all that? Was it hard loving someone else? Because you got used to being with Booty, well, BB, mm -hmm. and then you met your <laughs> ex-husband. See, now, the way that happened, like I said before, 
the the shoulder to cry on became the dick to ride on because Booty Bandito got arrested in November of 2012. Mm. Is that the correct date? No. Mm-hmm. Anyway, by the next year, I was already married with a son. Wow. Right. That fast? Well, the truth of the matter is, like I told you, when I was 22 years old and I chose, Mm -hmm. I decided that I was never going to choose that again. Mm -hmm. So two years later, when I got pregnant with my son, I became a mom. Mm. And my father, who Booty Bandito peeped in the background from the beginning as, you know, who in your family is rich. Mm -hmm. His first thing to me was, well, if you're going to move forward with this, I know y'all niggas is getting married. Mm. I know that. You know, he said if I get married, he would throw me an apartment, throw me a reception, give me a hundred grand. It was a no-brainer. I was making 10 bucks an hour at the computer lab at FIT. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And you ended up finishing finish school while married with a kid. Yeah, I did. I finished school on time. As a matter of fact, Shout out to me because I took a macroeconomics in the early stages of labor to meet that 12 p.m. deadline. I was not playing. Mm -hmm. I graduated on time. Wow. And still to this day, you never heard from BB or... Well, Booty Bandito is in prison. I mean, when he came out of prison, he used to stalk me on Linden Linden Boulevard, you know, Mm -hmm. by, by my crib. It was very uncomfortable. But he moved to Atlanta. He married Kimmy. Um, he took out a gun on her and her daughter. And oh, and that was is, it. That was, and he's that was na- it. That nigga, he, he went to jail two years ago. He's not getting out anytime soon. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man. And how do you feel about the overall, just the overall story, overall situation? Well, I feel now like... Now, you're older than that. Like, it's been what? You stopped dealing with him, what, five, six years ago? No, it's been a very long time ago. I stopped dealing with Booty Bandito when I was, like, 23 years old, officially. Because mm-hmm. he went to prison when I was 22, and I held him down in jail for about a year. Hmm. And, you know, he was just obnoxious because... He just was not, he was obnoxious. He wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. And I can't even recall when he... Goldie... Do you remember when Woody Bandito was sentenced to those those five years in prison and you came in my basement and you was like, damn, what the hell happened to you? Because my hijab was like a turban at that point. And I was so fucked up <laughs> that I was throwing up. Y'all, I was so sad over this nigga going to prison. I was having a physical reaction. I was throwing up. And, you know, we see memes and shit all the time that say, you know, I'm happy this didn't work out for me. Or ego will have you crying over a closed door with nothing behind it. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what the fuck that was. This nigga, first of all, he was a goddamn predator from jump. Mm-hmm. Like I said, we didn't we didn't do anything until I was 20 years old. And that's the truth. But at 32, at, at 29, what the fuck are you doing hanging out with a 17-year-old girl? Mm-hmm. You're literally driving her to high school in the morning, taking yeah. her to graduation rehearsal. 
He was? That's right. I forgot about that shit. I had no idea. What did he tell you? Yo, I did forgot he look about young? that shit. Right. Right. I forgot about that shit. Wow. Yeah. He looked. He looked really. Okay. Good. I'm glad you mentioned that because now, now that my phone is on, I'm gonna show you this this mugshot. Like he looked like a 32 mm-hmm. year old. On top of that, he was young. He wasn't. Wow. I forgot about that shit. This so like when you say that, I'm thinking about even more shit from the uh, he got arrested before prostitution yeah prostitutes he was soliciting a prostitute that was actually a cop I forgot about that shit and said he didn't know there was a guy (laughs) wow let me show you this mugshot what a life this nigga was bugged out. And the thing is, is that, um, you know, at the end of the day, we're all, he's black, I'm black. I don't want him to fail. But you, you can't escape, you can't escape spirit. He, I'm not surprised he's doing, at 44 years old, I'm not surprised you got another 18 years to do in prison, my nigga. I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. I'm really not surprised. Now, have you ever went to therapy for this situation or no? For this situation, no. Um, I think that what made, even though it was difficult, what made it reasonable to let go of him was the fact that he was in prison mm-hmm. on some. And you know what? Too now that I'm thinking back to remember, he was trying to deny everything he did. And like for court, I get that. You don't. I understand that. But you trying to trick your friends and family around you, talking about you ain't do that shit. And wasn't that your ex? Exactly. Did remember I said that when I was here last time? It's a small world. And he kidnapped your ex. He didn't know that was my ex. That's wow. And and in the streets. So it was a setup. However, it goes. They trespassed and set him up. At the end of the day, they ran in there with guns blazing and all that, and they hit or touch nobody or get no bread. So don't get it twisted. Right. They ain't that nothing, part. get away with nothing, and niggas know who did what they did. So. Wow, <laughs> what a small world. And that's what he did. Thanks. He still don't know to this day that the person who did that to was my ex, but mind you, he knew who I was. Very well. Right. Small ass world. Definitely a small world. Wow. This nigga is crazy. Now, um, Going into this, I always ask my, my guests, where did they learn love? Or where did they see positive love? Where do I see positive love? Mm. You know, you mean romantic love? Yeah. It's, it's really hard. It's really, it's, it's really hard to say, honestly. I mean, I know that mothers love their children. Mm-hmm. A lot of fathers do too, but romantically, it's a lot of scamming going on out here. Wait, Honestly, scamming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. They use the checks, and everybody for checks. People are doing what they got to do to get to get by, and they're using people who are genuinely mm-hmm. themselves, and they're gaining, and the genuine person is losing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's happening a lot. Right. So, as far as genuine love is concerned. 
I mean, I I hope it's out there. I believe it's out there. Mm-hmm. But you haven't learned it from seeing anyone in a relationship, <laughs> a movie. You can learn it from from different sources. I feel like I've been able to experience love with people. The issue would be the continuation of that love. Mm. And I also feel like and my first soulmate, he mentioned this about me. He said he felt like love and, dev- and devastation go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of found that to be true. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's really sad because, again, I'm a Pisces. Um, I, I would definitely prefer love. But I'm a good person and I'm still lying to these niggas. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, I'm a good person and I'm lying to these niggas. Like everybody has a goal. Everybody has what they want in mind. And that's going to take precedence most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Man. Period. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Where are you at today in your life when it comes to dating and relationships? When it comes to dating and relationships, like I said, I have um, learned that love and devastation go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm late because I had to drop my dog off back to energy cue. I had to drop energy off mm-hmm. back to her dad. Mm-hmm. And that's your ex-husband? It's not my ex-husband. Oh, wow. But he is my ex. See, so, uh, co-parent a dog. I love her. Gotcha. All right. So it's a lot. At this point, listen, at this point, I truly believe that, you know, focusing on yourself is not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. Getting money is an even better idea. Mm-hmm. There's so much opportunity out here. Don't get it twisted. I'm a Pisces. I definitely want love. I definitely love love. But in the meantime, I'm going to get this fucking money. I'm going to use this pretty privilege. Okay? <laughs> There's more to life. Yeah, yeah. And that's the main thing. You know, I got so caught up with Booty Bandito in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. And... You know, it makes for a good story, but it's actually kind of traumatizing. And it was definitely a distraction from my journey, my purpose, my journey. Mm -hmm. Although we learn from everything. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't trade the insight that I was able to gain from dealing with a character like Booty Bandito. Mm. My parents, they raised me in a way that was very sheltered. Mm -hmm. I didn't... Like I said, I never visited someone in prison before. I went to go see Booty Bandito on Thanksgiving. Oh, nah. Yeah. And it was just, and he got officially transferred from the Bronx, that boat. There's a barge. There's, there's, it's Rikers, but it's in the Bronx, though. And it's a boat. He got transferred from that boat to prison upstate on my birthday. Mm-hmm. Now, question. Are you still Muslim? I'm not. How did you get out? Mm-hmm. Well, they had we to jump just, you out? 
Nah. Oh, and you know what? We discussed that too. Like, cause, <laughs> no, to, cause, to be honest, I honestly, listen, first of all, I have a lot of respect for Islam. I do. I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. I still practice stinja. And for those of you who don't know what that is, whenever I use the bathroom, I run water over myself. Mm-hmm. And that is a practice that I picked up being a part of Islam that all these years later, I still do. Yeah. Um, I have a lot, I have respect for the teachings. My problem is you're not about to make me feel afraid of every damn thing all the damn time. No, I'm not about to burn in hell because my baby hairs are exposed. No, I shouldn't feel ashamed because my ankle is out. I'm mm-hmm. not doing that shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that. And one, like I said, I wore the niqab. I wore the over. I wore everything. Um, the Joe Bob, everything. But one day I came out with a sundress, like, shit ain't for me at this point. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of respect for the people, the women that cover. It can be very beautiful, even sexy and mysterious. And you know what's crazy? Guys were still trying to holler with me, holler at me with a niqab on. Because you could see the eyes. Niggas would be like, sister, I know you're beautiful under there. Yeah. Right, right. They still came, but it was with way more respect. Mm-hmm. Way more respect. But I love Islam because I, listen, it's not, it's not my fault that I have a pussy. Men need to control themselves. Avert your eyes. I'm not about to be afraid of, of hell and the fire whose fuel is men and brimstone. I'm not doing that shit. If you don't get up at this time, the shaitan is taking the shit on your throat. I'm not what? doing that shit. Yeah. And the Muslims out there know what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about, you know, 5% or nation it is. I'm talking about the Sunni Muslims that pray five times a day. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I do believe the religion mm-hmm. itself is pure. There are many tenets and sanctions that I believe make tons of sense. The problem is the Arabization of the religion, the male mm-hmm. culture that has seeped so far into it it's a part of it. Mm-hmm. It's not Islam. It's misogynistic, chauvinistic, Arab male culture that I am not dealing with. Gotcha. That's why I left Islam. Wow. Mm-hmm. And do you believe in anything now? Are you, are you? Do I, I mean, I believe in myself. I believe in my people. I believe in spirit. Mm-hmm. I believe in my intuition. Um, I believe that we should, be good to people. Mm-hmm. I believe that I walk with my ancestors. I believe that the placements of the planets and the stars at a certain time really resonate here on Earth. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a moon that plays a big role in the tides of the ocean and a woman's menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. The moon controls the tides. Mm-hmm. We're 70% water. Mm-hmm. How can we not be affected? By the phases of the moon. Mm. I believe in stuff like that. Gotcha, gotcha. Wow. Mm-hmm. So the questions I always ask my guests are the biggest lessons learned from their past relationship that they told on this episode, on this podcast. Um with Booty Bandito, I learned to really watch my back and to really keep my head up and my eyes open because. This was a man that proved to be 
dangerous. Mm-hmm. I mean, we hear about cheating all the time and just other regular dumb shit. Mm-hmm. But not that that should be regular, but this dude was not just toxic. He was dangerous to be around. And mm-hmm. I had no clue, you know? Um, so I learned to really watch my surroundings. Wow. That's good. Keep your head up and your eyes open. Keep your head up and your eyes open. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and Booty Bandito ended up being, to me, he's a fraud. Mm. Because first of all, you like men. You was fucking your cousin. Mm. Third of all, you got this prostration mark on your forehead and your mugshot, but you owe me 12 racks. And like I said before, you know, at an Islamic funeral, they will collect an offering for the deceased if he had debt. Because they really believe that that has to be paid off for you to enter paradise. Girl, you ain't paid me shit. Hmm. That got to play in his mind. I hope it does. And beyond that, I want my bread. I don't I don't care how long it's been. I don't care that you're in... I don't... Booty Bandito was somebody that played somebody that really cared for him. Mm-hmm. And that's why, ultimately, you played yourself. I'm about to pull up this, uh, this mugshot because mm-hmm. even though... Even though you ain't know him... The nigga look crazy. Hmm. Like a mix between a fiend <coughs> and a nigga that just lost a fight. Like, well, he's mad small, so I don't very know. small. Very small. For somebody going through a heartbreak or a breakup, what's some advice you would give them? Somebody going through, you gotta stay distracted. Because if you if you harbor and wallow on this motherfucker, you will literally go insane. And at this mm-hmm. day and age, you're going to be on the internet lurking. Motherfuckers going to be telling you shit. Be distracted. If you are in a dance class activating your sacral chakra by twerking or with a pole dance instruction course, you're not going to be focused on Tyrone. Mm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If you If you were... Having a tea party with your niece. And I'm not saying that when you're sad, things can't seep in because I was on vacation and I've I've been in an environment where you should be having a great time. But if you're heartbroken, it's really hard to have a great time. Mm-hmm. But again, I would say with time and with the right distraction. Wow. That's good. Definitely. What do you think? Me? Mm-hmm. I feel like you have to relearn yourself. You have to... Mm-hmm. Definitely go outside. Don't mm-hmm. lock yourself in. Mm-hmm. Um, learn mm-hmm. yourself. Build that person up again. Like who was you mm-hmm. before this person? Right. Because a lot of times our identities become intertwined mm-hmm. with people that, you know, we spend so much time with. Now, I pulled up Woody Bandito's mugshot. Mm-hmm. The nigga looked crazy. I want to remind you that, you know, he was a very handsome dude. With dress down in his ass. Mm-hmm. This is son, as of Ooh. his mugshot. <laughs> now he's on drugs. <laughs> he looked like a zombie. Right? When I saw that shit, I was like, whoa. Wow. Mm-hmm. And bald. Wow. This nigga looked like he getting beat the fuck up every day. Yeah. They taking his asshole. They doing everything to him. Really? Look like what? No. Let's let's, let's zoom in. 
He looks Let's like a zombie. Let's zoom in on this nigga. I know. Like, he looks sad. Describe it. He got hair patches missing. <laughs> he looks like, if you ever been in Harlem and you've been on 125th in Lexington, he looks like he resides there. <laughs> like, 125th and Lex, if y'all been in New York and, and you want to run from that place, he looks like, yeah, drugs. Oh, that's bad. It is bad. And you know what? I'm pretty sure he's not on drugs because he wasn't on drugs last time. So he time just looked I like saw. that? Listen, I, this, I think this is a really fucked up off guard. And I also think that he's getting fucked up in jail. Like you had his beard is not even there anymore. So that's like how mm. that happened. Because as a as a Muslim man, they gotta allow the beard. Mm-hmm. So the beard is gone, the head is shorn. <laughs> man, he's struggling. Is he right? This this is definitely a struggle pick right here. From a millionaire to that. Wait till Goldie come out. She never seen this? I don't know. Hold on, because like, she knows how he looks. Oh, he's just coming back. Goldie, I need you to come see this. Did I ever show you Booty Bandito's mugshot? Mm. The most recent. Yeah, let's the Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we look like they're not the Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when you look at the video where he did the home invasion as well, that's when he did it. When he ran up on uh, Kimmy and his daughter, mm-hmm. you could click and see he got teeth in his skin and yelled to the home. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. So you can see that he put together, but that picture was like the, between the time he locked him up and he was in time and started smoking some shit. Yeah. Like, like he got laced. That's crazy. Now, last but not least, the song you would like to dedicate to your ex. <laughs> Boss Ass Bitch by Nicki Minaj. And why you chose that? Because this nigga thought he was the shit, and now you a crackhead mixed with the losing opponent on 125th, all at the same time mixed together. You ain't doing shit. You ain't about shit. And not for nothing, you might die in jail, motherfucker. Me, on the other hand, I'm doing all right. I got money saved. I got places to go, people to see. Mm-hmm. And I got love in my heart. I'm honest. I have integrity about myself. I'm a boss-ass bitch. And bitch, your ass is in jail for the next 20 years if you make it. Because you're 44 years old and not for nothing, that's a long time to be in jail mm-hmm. with your 145-pound ass. You're coming out like 60. And then on top of that, think about it. You went to jail, came out of jail, won all that bread and still went back to jail. So unless he changes at a cellular level, mm-hmm. he's probably going to die in jail. Mm-hmm. Could you come out at 60? Are you going to stay out? Mm-hmm. And I mean, you know, as as the Muslims would say, <coughs> Allah knows best, right? I don't hope that he dies in jail, but the fact of the matter is you a hard-ass motherfucker. Your, your track record says so. Mm-hmm. And it is what it is. Man, that's a crazy story. Like, and you're here smiling and vibrant. You know what's crazy, too? From jail, Booty Bandito tried to manipulate the situation with Kimmy and I. 
he tried to tell Kimmy that, you know, I was an apostate. I left Islam and I can't listen to the things that he she shouldn't listen to what I'm saying. And it was just a bunch of bullshit. He was always just full of shit. At the end of the day, you you ain't shit. And you had all of this bread, but you still had a fucking public defender. You had all of this Gucci. But where is that now? Hmm. That's life. For that nigga. (laughs) (laughs) Not for me. I'm definitely finna be a good steward over mine. And then on top of that, I don't move like that. That's why I know that when people do things, no matter how egregious, when people do things, they're going to get theirs. Don't even worry about it. All the times I was heartbroken over the things that were said and done or not said and not done, Mm. Look at you now. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, if the first would be last and the last would be first was a person, it would be that nigga. And to end on a positive note, you know, he did make sure that my locks were good money. Mm-hmm. I don't got no thin ass dread snapping at the root or the tip. I'm grateful for that. You know, that matters. But... I mean, he taught me how to drive. So for people with thin ass dreads, what should they do? Honestly, if your if your dreads are too goddamn thin, you got a two strand twist them shits. Two strand twist? Yeah, because you have to make it thicker. Mm-hmm. You have to. Or if it's time to let it go, listen, you can't have the dreads on the bottom and be pulling up with the ceiling missing on the top. I see that a lot. Stevie Wonder's everywhere. We can't. We mm. can't do that. They be like, yo, what the hell is happening? Or be too nappy. Niggas be holding on. I mean, you know, black hair is a lot. I'm not going to hold you. Black hair is a lot. Well, thanks for having, I mean, thanks for coming on the show, Carmen. Thanks for having me. Yes, right? Uh, Thanks for having me because that was your story. That was your whole show. Mm -hmm. Um, Where can people find you? Oh, you can definitely find me at Carbon, C-A-R-B-O-N dot Electra. E-L-E-K-T-R-A. That's my personal page. And I do need to set up this Instagram, but you can definitely holler at me for a Yoni steamer, Mm -hmm. for Borg Acid, for Yoni Pearls, for Yoni Blends at houseofwap.shop. Houseofwap.shop. Wow. Got you. Thanks for coming on. And that's been Views of an X. If he catch my drift, he could catch my jizz. I be out in Cali running all my business is. I be out in Cali watching back my Christmas bids. Every time I fuck him, yes, I tell him this is his. Look down at it and I said, this is big. Man, my game so cold, I said, this is rigged. Best flow in the game, this is not a lie. Tell them bitches cross their T's and dot they I. I, 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 I came back, bitches flow still boring.